Welcome back to Free Ride with. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought you were going to say your name. Usually you say it with Sienna and. I know, I wanted to mess with you. Is that how you usually do it? With Sienna and Brian. This is only the fifth time we've done it, so, you know, I'll get in practice eventually. I came up with a good jumping off point. Yes, you did. That I feel like. And didn't tell me about it. No, I want your genuine reaction to this because I feel like it's kind of important. It's something that we've actually talked about recently. Okay. Do you have any guesses? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a subject that means a lot to me and is important to me. Oh, jeez. And like I said, we've talked like kind of in depth about it before, but I just kind of wanted to get your take because I thought that we could, you know, start a good enough conversation off of it. Why don't you want to watch Saw with me? I knew it. I was like, this is not serious. I can feel it. I've given you the complete argument before, and this is what I've said. Uh-huh. It's a, The first Saw movie is a really good, it's like a well-crafted movie. Yeah. And it has a twist. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of twists. Yeah. You know, it's just a cool story about two people. They're stuck in a room, and they figure out that they know each other more than they originally thought they did. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's a good movie. All right. Yeah, so why don't you want to watch it with me? What's, <laughs> what's the What's the main thing driving you away from watching it? Uh, the gore. Um, the nasty fear. Like, I don't just, like, it's not my kind of, like, movie. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, like I've said it's before, you know. It's stick in my head for, like, weeks. It's not the second. I mean... The rest of the Saw movies after the first one are mainly about the gore. And so you see a lot more gore. With this one, it's more about, like, the the gore that you do see mm-hmm. and the violence that you do see is, like, it has a point to it. Uh-huh. It's, like, it's all contributing to the story somehow. In the second one, mm-hmm. and, like, everything past that, pretty much, you've got a thin storyline that's sort of supporting the gore. So uh-huh. that's the main cause. But the first movie is really good. I believe you. But yeah. is there still gore in it? Well... Is there still people hurting themselves to try to escape a room? Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. think about it this way. You've seen other movies where people, you know, there's like violence for people trying to get away. What about like... I know it's not the same, but what about like Lord of the Rings? You've seen Lord of the Rings. A long time ago. Yeah, but I mean, it's like that sort of, it's, I would put it up there with Lord of the Rings. I know there's not a crazy amount of blood I was going to say, I don't think that's at all a thing. I just don't, I I mean, Lord of the Rings is not even that, (laughs) Lord of the Rings was like way more in depth. There was violence in it, but it wasn't like a... The main focus is to have the violence in the movie. No, not for Saw. The first one wasn't... It's called Saw, and it's about that thing. But really, it's more about... In the first one, it really is more about the story. There's stuff Mm -hmm. going on, and it's like... Keeps you hooked in by asking questions. It's like a mystery, you know? Yeah. And yeah, you know, it's like meant to be sort of, you know... It's meant to be sort of violent, but it's not the sole focus. And yeah, it's a little bit more bloody than Lord of the Rings, but there's still violent stuff happening in Lord of the Rings, you know? 
Yeah, but that was years ago. I mean, I don't want to go watching Lord of the Rings again. That's not something that I want to do. Okay. Well, just have to agree to disagree. <laughs> Eventually, maybe I can trick you into watching Saw. Whoa. You I'm just saying. trick your <laughs> wife or partner into anything. I sometimes I think tricks are needed when Saw is involved. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to label the movie Happy Unicorn Time or something, and then maybe you'll want to watch it then. Wow. <laughs> okay. It's not going to work, so... Maybe we should just move on. I had a couple other things. Okay, let's hear, let's I have, hear it. I have something um, exciting to tell you about the email. What email? Free Write Sienna, Brian. Oh, okay. Oh, is it Brian Sienna? Free Write. Brian Sienna. Free Write Brian Sienna is the email address that we use for people to send us stuff. Yes. And I was leafing through it, and I decided just on a whim to look at our spam folder. Because uh-huh. I was like, you know, this this inbox has been empty. I'm like, I kind of figured it would be for a very long time. But, yeah. Uh, and I've been keeping it clean of ads and stuff. But I looked at the spam folder, and good news... It's all so empty. We haven't gotten any Damn spam it. in there. You <laughs> and there's nothing in the spam folder. That means that that's that email address isn't listed on any kind of oh my god spam. <laughs> you got me so excited, you jerk. <laughs> the look on your face was really hopeful, but it was also like cautious. Uh- <laughs> you were like, I don't know, he might be fucking with me, but uh, uh- it turns out I was. So. Turns out you were. Yeah, that's our email address, by the way. FreeWriteBrianSienna. At gmail. At gmail.com. And, and it's yeah. Brian, B-R-I-A-N, Sienna, S-I-E-N-A. Got it. Yeah. Nailed it. And why haven't you, people that hearing us listening, why have you not they don't, asked us a question? They don't like us. But we, we have Given to give us them a topic. time. <laughs> give yeah. us a topic. We'll talk about anything you guys send us mm, if people are yeah, listening. Okay. Pretty much anything. I'll filter through it. Yeah. I, don't, I guess we'll filter through it together. But We'll let you know if there's stuff you've set that we're like a hard pass on. Yeah. What Are are there any topics that you can say right now we, will, we won't talk about? We won't. You don't want to go over them on the podcast. No. I think it really depends on the degree, you know, of like people's topics i think that if you just give us a random topic we're going to talk about it but if you have a specific way that we want to talk about it that may not work out for you i guess that's what I'm you mean to like say. if they send us a like a blueprint for an episode yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's probably not gonna we happen. don't even make blueprints for our own episodes yeah it's supposed to be you know it's, it's free right yeah. so it's supposed to be kind of stream of consciousness thing yeah yeah, so about, I guess not. What about topics that you do think in the future? If somebody, what are some ideal topics? If somebody sent it to you, you'd be like, yeah, I'll talk about that. Okay, real talk, y'all. Last night, I had a really awesome time hanging out with some friends for a birthday party, and I was up till 2 o'clock, and so today I am, like, not 100%. So... I can't think of any (laughs) any topics that would like be. I just I like everything. I mean, the thing is, is I like when people talk about things that they like and they're interested in, and then I 
think that's interesting and so i will then dive deeper into that topic so it's really could be anything oh yeah anything okay get give me something that you think what about the saw movie i feel like oh we did <laughs> we're back know, at it you like people to talk about things that they like except for the saw movie i you can keep talking about it that's fine. I can't. I don't. I honestly. You. Uh, I feel like you've exhausted your options. It's causing on that. me too much pain <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so bring it up again. Okay. All right. The last thing that I had written down that I wanted to cover slash apologize for is the oh. mic troubles. Oh. That we've been having. If you've listened to the past few episodes, you might have noticed an audible click. That's happened every few. I feel like it was every 30 seconds or so. Yeah, ish. I don't know what it was. I honestly think it was the mic we were using. We're borrowing one now that's better. So sound quality from here on should be be better. It would be so funny if you, like, mentioned that and really no one noticed. And then you just... (laughs) No, there's a a segment of people out there that listen to podcasts with headphones on and they hear it. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's audible to them but it's you know the most you should hear now is uh our cats or something yeah you know, getting into something they shouldn't which yeah. if you're a cat owner is like you know that's like 90 percent of the time we have, yes. we have two and one of them likes to he can open cupboards now with his paw we actually had to pause for a moment, moment because uh, Brian was silly and left his granola out and about, and our cat was eating it while we were doing this. Yeah. So, yeah. cats are smart. Our, um, we have realized for ourselves that we are definitely cat people. <laughs> I was hanging out with we were hanging out you you i was being more interactive with the situation but we were hanging out with a owner of two dogs one that was a tiny little dog that was fine and the other one was this huge dog what type of dog do you think that was it was a shepherd mix yeah i don't know what it was mixed with but it it was so anxious and so like loud and constantly barking and she was like struggling to make it stop barking and she's like trying to tell me that she like has hasn't had time to train it because of covid so she's just like been very um stuck indoors and i'm just like oh that sounds and then she has like two kids that she's navigating as well while this is all going on and I'm just like, dude, you've got, like, four kids when you have dogs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cats have their moments where they definitely act like a pain in the butt. But I don't know. I feel like they're so... They're a little easier. They're, yeah. They're independent. They don't really want your attention all of the time. Yeah. You know? So they'll... And, you know, it really makes a difference, I think, if you have indoor versus outdoor cats. Yeah. Those cow- outdoor cats are even less effort, you know? Yeah. Because they tend to go and, you know, if they get hungry, they might hunt something down, depending on where you live. Or <laughs> our cats are indoor, so the most they hunt is our feet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> and uh, one of our cats is, loves to chase insects around the house, which I'm fine with because I don't like spiders. <laughs> so We never have spiders in our house. Yeah. I think I've seen, like, two 
in the past four years of us living here. Where were they? No, you've seen them too. What were their names? (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) It's okay. I mentioned I don't like spiders. They're gone now. I saw a group of spiders actually recently in our place. They were crawling across your face last night while you were sleeping. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having my back there. I think one of them flashed a switchblade at me. (laughs) But, you know. (laughs) It's fun because sometimes I'll pick up one of our cats. And if there's like a bug on the wall, I just pick him up. You know, if it's high up and he'll swat at it. So he's kind of in my, yeah, in my (laughs) hands. And he's swatting at the wall with the bug. I'm like, get him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but oh, I did have a question. Oh, okay. I thought about I thought about not bringing it up because it's not like uh, yeah whatever. But so recently in my card pull stuff, I came across um, in Sanskrit. There's a word called kama, and it's um, a it rep- represents uh, the sweetness of life and what she talks about in the card is that we are constantly being gifted thing uh gifted a pleasures and sweetness and everything throughout our lives throughout our day and it is our is up to our free will to be able to receive those gifts And, uh, so what I wanted to ask you was, do you, like, do you notice, like, that you have times where you can receive the sweetness of life more than others? Do you, like, think that that's not really a thing? Or, like, not saying, I know you don't believe that a goddess is gifting it to you, but. (laughs) Well, I think that, um. I I like that question because it opens up a whole plethora of things. <laughs> uh, I think that what you see as good or bad in this life uh, is going to vary from person to person. Mm-hmm. So I think being gifted something um, is an interesting concept because a gift can be... The same gift can be seen as a curse by someone else. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I think that uh, the more focused question there might be, um, how do I interpret the things that I have in my life? And I guess I'm I'm kind of confused about the main question that you had. Are you saying, uh, do I disagree that people are being gifted? No, I mean, well, so there's a couple directions that you could probably go about it. So I'm, I, I, I am saying this kind of as a general topic, but um, one of the questions that were really not thought too hard into was like, mm, the question is like, what you could go two ways. You could either go the way of like, what gifts. Or what, like, pleasures do you see in your day-to-day life? Um, And do you believe that, like, 
depending on your like mood or whatever, that those those pleasures are not received as well. Mm-hmm. Or you could go the topic of what do you think about this spiritual concept that there is a goddess that is gifting these um, times or pleasures and sweetness of life to, to people. Uh, this is this is what I think. I think that, uh, and this is just my personal belief, I think that what we have as human beings are our own consciousness mm-hmm. and the world and the interpretation that runs between those two things. And I think that anything that we see as a gift... Um, I think interpreting it as a gift is is not something that I would do. And I, I wouldn't do that with a lot of things because that implies that something is being given without any sort of uh, effort being put forward on my part. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, you know, if I get a birthday present, it's just, here you go. This is free. It's for you. I mm-hmm. think that interpreting things as gifts, it, it kind of bothers me a little bit. Yeah. Because, um, like, let's take the cats, for example. We do a lot of work to make sure that our cats are fed, watered, uh, their litter box is clean, they have shots. If they get sick, we take them to the vet. All that stuff. Mm -hmm. Some people might call their pets a gift, but I wouldn't call them gifts. I would call them things that are important to me. And maybe that means the same thing in a different way. But I think the connotation of the word matters. And I think the temptation there when you call them gifts is for people to take things for granted. It's a little bit easier to take something for granted if it's a gift rather than something that you constantly earn with your choices every day. Okay. And I think there's value to be had in earning something. Sure. Um, So the things in my life that matter to me are the things that I make choices every day to make a priority. Mm. And... You know, I'm not uh, what people would call a religious person (laughs) or a spiritual person. What? (laughs) Uh, But I don't fault people for having a God or a higher power, whatever it is. Um, But I don't, for, for similar reasons, that's why I don't hold those beliefs as a priority in my life. Because it kind of is a shortcut to some of the things that that yeah I believe but I think that the journey in getting to um, the beliefs that I do hold is important and I think that a lot of times uh, a higher power is used as a shortcut to those beliefs right all right yeah I just was curious because I mean and I like your idea about the, the gift thing, you know. Um, I would say that if I was to look at that from the perspective that I think the intention was behind it, is that the gift is supposed to be like an opportunity. So, like, it's like allowing it's kind of like allowing like a a glimpse into an opportunity to have uh an an enjoyable moment in your life so 
Like, for example, uh, yesterday I was meditating. And before I even finished my meditation, I was just like, I need to go outside. And I need to go play. I want to go play. And um, I could have chosen to take that, like, calling or feeling and or, like, want, you know. And I could have, like, been like, ah, but, you know, being cozy inside, yeah, I'm going to do that instead. And I would have missed the opportunity to enjoy the sun and having my feet on the ground, bare feet on my ground, and, and being with you and playing in that way. Um, and so that's kind of what I see it as. Well, I mean, look about it. Look at it in this way. Did you? Would you have missed that opportunity, or would you have had an opportunity to find similar feelings and whatever else you chose to do? would not have had just as much value if you placed as much importance on it. Yeah, no, and I hear what you're saying. Um, I think that the difference for me is that if, like, I'm wanting, if I'm, like, if my body feels the call or the need or the want to do something like that and I kind of ignore it or if I like push it away it's harder to find the pleasure in other things because my initial need or want for my body was the thing that I decided to choose not to do yeah I can get that but I mean isn't that a doorway to uh you know taken to the extreme isn't that a doorway to impulsiveness Or to doing things on a whim without thinking about them. I mean, it's different if you're in the midst of meditating and you're really connected with what, you know, you want right then. But uh, I tend to think of things, how they can be misinterpreted. And Mm -hmm. I feel like some people uh, in the path of trying to follow their intuition are just acting impulsively. So I I guess I kind of want to ask where that line is. Where do you cross that line from impulsiveness to acting on your intuition? Yeah, I think that for me at least, you know, I can't speak for others, but for me at least, I am more, when I'm impulsive, impulsivity, yeah, that's a word, um, When I am being impulsive, it's coming from me intentionally turning off my brain. Or for other people, I would assume it's more that they just, like, they they can turn off their brain quick, (laughs) unconsciously. But for me, I'm very much, like, a thinker about things. So I would have to literally turn off my brain to be impulsive. Um, Well, I mean, you're still using... I think if I if I can, uh, you're you're still using your brain. You're just making a decision. You're still making a decision. Yeah, it's kind of. I guess that's true. It's kind of like a when I'm I go into like a fuck it mode. Um, if it's impulsive. Okay, so you're what you're like. Doing I ignore is... my instincts. I guess I just like I just do it because why not? Right. Well, the, the I guess the definition of impulsive, right? Whereas if it's like coming from 
what I was talking about, it's coming from that state of like a whole, whole body, yes, mind, body, spirit, like intuition, brain, like the whole thing is like a yes. Where, where is the part in that equation that's different? Because we're having, what I'm seeing here is a feeling and an action. Mm-hmm. And the, that's the same process for both. Is time the missing part of that equation when you're talking about acting in your intuition versus acting impulsively? What's the missing part of that equation for you? What's the difference between you saying, fuck it, I'm going to get six coffees today and I don't care, <laughs> uh, versus fuck it, I'm going to go outside and enjoy myself? Like, how are those two things different? I just note now that I really want a coffee. <laughs> I know. I do too. I also want a sausage egg sandwich. I'm, I have a problem. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, you made me hungry. You started that. <laughs> I did. Uh, that was me. <laughs> so I would say that it's it's actually really it's really hard to describe because it's it is subtle. Um, I would say for me that the difference would be, I guess, okay, okay. When I intuitively am like tapped in and like something comes to me like that, that feels like it's been thought through. Okay. Yeah. Like that's like. It, that's going through like a whole process. That's not like, that's not like almost like a reaction. It's not a reaction when that happens. It's like a, a it almost comes in very gently. Um, can I can I offer what I think is might be happening there, and then you tell me if that sure that vibrates with you or whatever. <laughs> Good try. Good try. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you vibe this. Shiz. Um, <laughs> Nailed it. I think that in your life you have a, a set of beliefs and things that are important to you that you've worked hard to, to curate. And you have things that you don't do versus do. Like, you know, go out and get six coffees isn't very fiscally responsible. You try to be careful with money. So I think the difference there might be, if, if I'm right about this, that acting in... Uh, in accordance with things that you already know are important to you seems like a more mindful decision than doing something against that, which would be impulsive. It would be a, a sudden value shift. Am yeah, I, right? that, I mean, I, you're on the right track. A sudden um, and temporary value shift that you realize afterwards was a mistake. Yeah, I guess like if like for... <laughs> To just keep on our topic of example here. If I was to, like, let's say I'm low on money and I, like, was to go out and, like, grab six cups of coffee, which, again, like, getting that much coffee would not be good for my body anyways. We're doing that today, by the way. <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Um, so, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, like, to, like I'm saying, like, you're you're on the right track because the reason why you're on the right track is that... When I do impulsive things, I can't remember a time that I didn't regret it a little, like, afterwards. Like, when I do impulsive things, I tend to, like, have some sort of feeling of ickiness at the end. Like, it doesn't, it didn't feel good. 
It didn't make me feel nice. Is that because it was against your... Potentially. I mean, there there are times in my life that when I've been impulsive, which, to be honest, is not many. Uh, (laughs) I'm a pretty cautious person. Um, But the times that I have been impulsive, I have finished with that impulsivity. And afterwards, I don't feel good. I don't feel uh, right, I guess is the right word. Okay. There's always like this, oh shit. Why yeah. did I why did I do that? Ugh. I, I mean that makes so, sense. I guess my next question after that would be given that uh, you know, acting impulsively, uh you feel regret afterwards, which indicates that you did something that you wouldn't normally do. Yeah, it's not in alignment with me typically. Mm-hmm. Uh where does a so kind of driving it back to the original question that you had. Mm-hmm. Um, where does a goddess come into that? If the whole decision revolved around you or, or a higher power of any kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and feel free to email <laughs> if you have an answer to this. I'd love to hear it. I honestly do like hearing people's answers to this. Um, and we talk about this all the time. But where does a goddess factor into that decision? Because what you just described to me was a process about mm-hmm. decisions that you made, about what was important to you. Yeah. And um, I didn't really see a higher power, room for a higher power in that. Unless, no, you know, yeah. do you think you receive divine guidance about certain things that are important to you? Yeah. Um, I'd say that it's kind of a team effort. Uh, there's like... It, intuitiveness coming from like my higher self which is part of me or um and in turn there's also like divine like opportunities as well and I think that you know I'm trying to think of a good example of what I'm talking about and because my brain isn't fully activated it is hard to do so I I guess what I'm gonna just say anyways is that it is part of my process um but there are opportunities okay there we go so my best friend just texted me and said like hey, do you want to go to this river and, like, kayak and have, like, an adventure with us? Like, that, I think, is more of, like, an outside thing. I would say that what I was doing and and kind of, kind of got off tangent is more of, like, my higher self's intuitive, like, process and my own personal process, whereas more of an external divine, like, gifting would be from other people or other circumstances outside of myself okay i think well the more you ask questions this is more i mean i i brought up this topic really as a very neutral topic because i just learned about it myself so still kind of developing my answer here so uh, what i heard and please correct me if i'm wrong what i heard you say was that uh, outside influences can't be divinely, even if they're not necessarily, can yeah. be divinely guided. Mm-hmm. And that's what factors into your decisions. Is that correct? Factors into my... Will you clarify that part? Uh, like, your, like 
if your friend texted you and said, yeah. I need to get some coffee today, and you had six friends do that, <laughs> you might say, if I heard you correctly, you might say that would be more likely to be divinely influenced that yeah. six of your friends contacted you yeah. than a decision that you yourself made Yeah. to go get six coffees. So right. I guess my next question to you would be if you called a friend and said let's get a coffee today not uh-huh. knowing they had five other friends call them for coffee <laughs> yeah how is that a divinely guided decision you still made a decision there you see where yeah. the, the the problem i'm asking about is sure because yeah it's not how how do you know what you're doing isn't being controlled by your higher power right if you know it's only outside influences well, I I think that there are some things that, like, I get a guidance from, a pull from outside of myself. Um, it's typically when there's other people involved, I've noticed. And no matter what, though, the higher self is part of the divine. So, like, there is still, like, always, like, a communication there. So the higher self is, like, doing things in congruence with, in my belief, the the higher self is doing things in congruence with the source, energy, the divine, the, like, whatever you want to call it, God, universe. So, um... In that way of what you just said, that would kind of be more um, a message than from my own self. Like, for example, sometimes I'll be sitting at my altar and I'll be meditating. And then, like, it's almost like I get, like, a ping, like... I won't be thinking about it. I haven't thought about it. It's never been a thing that I've, like, really, like, brought to my attention. And then I'll get, like, this idea or this feeling. And that feels more, like, as a message from, like, external gods, goddesses, universe, whatever you want to call it, um, than it is from my own higher self's, like, communication. Okay. So so you're saying that you also... Uh, can be guided just as much as outside influences can be in your decision making just based on intuitions that come to you is Mm -hmm. that is that correct i think so yeah i think i understand what you're saying okay i just want to make sure because it's a difficult thing for me to understand coming in from outside yeah Um, where does free will come into that like how much free will do you think is involved in that because if uh is it more like your higher power is uh sending down a little suggestion yeah, it's like a nudge. It, okay. I, I would say it's like a, a little nudge. Yeah. And I can either push back and say, no, I'm not doing that. Because sometimes that happens where it's like or something that's like scary or like something that makes you uncomfortable and it's out of your comfort zone, you know. And it's giving you a nudge to try to grow and, ex- and experience new things. And you're kind of like, um no no i'm good you know um and that's where the free will comes in you can like choose to you can choose to be like "Mm, i'm good now that being said it will continue to nudge you in different ways and it will end up happening at some point just maybe not in the same the journey won't be the same all right um i have a question for you i want to i want to do a little thought experiment with you okay 
let's say I have a friend named Bob. Hi, Bob. Not Bob from that other podcast that we like to listen to, but (laughs) it's a totally new Bob. Uh, (laughs) Like they know. And every day I tell him, you know, I, I suggest to him in various different ways. I find new ways of suggesting to him, you should really uh, pay for six coffees for me today. Okay. And let's let's make it a little smaller. How about you should pay for my coffee? Um, okay. Because I'm always buying Bob's coffee. Uh-huh. I know he has money, but every day I suggest to him in a new and polite way, maybe you should pay this one time, you know. Uh-huh. If I do that over the course of uh, a long amount of time and he eventually does it, uh-huh. could you have said at the end of the day that it was completely his decision or do you think that because here's what i think happened there i think he wouldn't have made that decision otherwise it's great for him i'm paying for all of his coffees yeah but uh because i suggested it so much he thinks oh i should probably just pay for it one time to get him off my back could you say that was completely his decision in his own free will to do it if i kept nudging him in that direction no if he wouldn't have done it otherwise no i don't think so no no, I think that, I think that at that point it's just like a, it's an outside influence at that point, that you've, that you're the outside influence that has gone, and been like nudging him over and over and over again until yeah. he just finally is like, okay. My question was, uh, I mean, because free will is about making a decision. Yeah. Uh, in complete freedom, of mm-hmm. all of the options, it's it's your choice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you know it's free will. It's totally free. Right. And I guess I don't see how the influence of a higher power can still allow for that if it won't stop. If it's still going to continue to nudge you in a certain direction, can you really say that you have free will in that scenario? It nudges you in a certain direction, but it nudges you in it. Um, if you say no to that, it's going to nudge you a different way. But it's going to continue to influence? Yeah, of course. You see where my struggle is with that, though? Or what I'm trying to it's say? It's kind of like having whole... a mentor. Like, if... Which I know you're not, like, the biggest fan of mentors either, so this might not be, like, the best <laughs> example. Uh, well, yes and no. Okay. You know. um, yeah, I don't mean to s- say in general that you s- you hate mentors or whatever. I'm <laughs> just saying, like, it's not not the direction you like to go with making your growth and expansion. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like having a mentor so or a coach or whatever so like i come in with a certain set amount of things that are going on in my life and there may be struggles there may be uh, you know not you know things i'm expanding on and doing really great on or whatever and like i'm all over the place with certain things but uh this coach or mentor can see like the bigger picture because they're not involved in like the emotional aspects of things that make you kind of biased to certain stuff right they're like able to see things from like an outside perspective which sometimes helps us grow so Uh, i think you have a face yeah i was just thinking i mean a lot of times a mentor is somebody who is more experienced than you in a certain field so that's kind of why they can see around the corner is because they've done it a million times. For example, right. like a mentor in accounting would know certain pitfalls, you know, if you think about work or whatever. I'm just saying uh, a mentor doesn't necessarily lack bias. 
they have their own bias, but it's True. more experienced bias. Okay. So when you have a mentor, I think you're really trying to use some of that wisdom, the yeah. hard-earned wisdom, yeah. to your benefit. Okay, so imagine that, but with higher self, literally knows everything. All different avenues, all different paths, everything. This is what I'm talking about when it comes to a shortcut, though. I think that knowing everything is not as valuable as learning everything. Right. No. So the whole point, in my belief, the whole point of a higher self, <clears throat> a soul coming here, like a, the higher self, like coming here is to experience learning. Okay. So, yes, they know everything. But that's not the point. They're not going to go and, like, tell you everything because they want you to go through the trials and errors of learning lessons and experiencing the world and finding your own path. And so the way that they do that is by giving you little nudges here. And you don't have to. Like, you don't got to listen to them. And you also, like, like, um... If I wasn't meditating a lot and I wasn't, like, in tuned with that type of stuff, I would probably have less of those nudges because it wouldn't be something I'm tuning into. I'm not choosing to tune into, so it doesn't have as much of a influence on me. But because I choose and have just, like, the spiritual practice that I've decided to go into... Um, it allows for me to be able to hear it more clearly and I ask for it you know I ask for those nudges and I ask for those guidance and and so it goes okay so you're you're wanting to you know live live this awesome life whatever <laughs> of of lessons it's it's not even that it's good or bad it's just that it is like an experience and so that's what the higher self does in and guides and other things as well is they go and they say well we see it all and you're wanting to like experience a certain avenue well let's give you some nudges to help you get down the avenue that you want to go couldn't you just make a series of well thought out decisions that drove you to where you know you want to go because that would be based on the context of where you are moment to moment and you could shift your instead of relying on a, on a nudge in the right direction you could rely on what you know is important to you in every moment mm -hmm. and act on that and there are influences of that too like i think it, it it emerges together because what we and you're not this isn't going to be your favorite statement. Okay. I, just, I like when you preface it with that. <laughs> I just, I know it's not going to be your yeah. favorite statement. So when, when oh, our people's like dreams and goals and everything are really that they, they just, they could be so much bigger and be something even grander. Um, but we have, like, these limited, like, structures of, like, what we feel like we're limited in. And so it's harder for us to see what really could be. And so um, 
to the to the grandest most amazing ending right and so the higher self or divine goes and says yes you're like you are on the right path but like you could have so much more let me like show you some nudges and like show you some like glimpses into a possibility that you can't even imagine right now because you're not there like it's hard for you to imagine this but this is absolutely possible for you and you could break the glass ceiling with this idea um isn't that a matter of perspective though i mean what is more amazing i guess i should ask this what is that more amazing ending so and i mean if you're not acting in accordance with things you believe which we've established is uh uh it minimizes regret I was going to say it's better, but honestly, maybe some people live through learning through regret. Maybe yeah. that's the way they, they go to. But my my question, I guess, is <laughs> if your perspective determines and your interpretation of events determines what feels good, how would a higher power be able to influence that any better than you would be able to influence it for yourself? Isn't there a way you can find happiness in any scenario uh, without being divinely guided to a predetermined or uh, preset notion of what's going to be best for you. Can't you find what's best for you in the moment that you're in and try to find that in every moment you exist? I see what you're saying. Yeah, so it's like a present moment type of thing. Um, I, I, be- I believe it's, it's like the present moment there are like amazing things in the present moment that like you should absolutely be with and enjoy and like try to like be great you know make sure you're grateful for and stuff and um and and expand on and depending on your personality and depending on the person really i feel like this is a very situational thing for each person because some people crave, and I think it's really, it is kind of a craving, crave these, like, big dreams, like I do. Like, you know, I just naturally do them. I am, naturally, my brain goes into dreaming and thinking about cool. I, I do have to practice a lot about being present. And when I am present, I am absolutely grateful for where I am. And I really appreciate the things that I have and um, I go and do adventures you know like go out and, and enjoy what's what is good in my life you know and what's fun and all that jazz um, and I also have times when I just allow myself to run free in my brain and think about all the amazing things my business that's being developed and if I wouldn't have had those like moments of like spark that was like I want to be able to have a place where children can come and like feel that they can express themselves and and learn to to appreciate themselves all those types of things are dreams that aren't here yet you know and it all started with like back in the day it started as i for real thought that i was going to become you know a entrepreneur 
that just owned a stage and maybe a coffee shop and had like open mic nights where kids could come. Like that was all I thought it was going to be. And then through my life, I have had experiences in the present moment um, that have altered or adjusted things. And I wouldn't have had those alterations if I wouldn't have listened to like, or wouldn't have um, let go of my old idea of what it was going to be. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying there. But I mean, I guess my question jumping off of that would be, um, I'm not hearing anything that requires the existence of a higher power in that decision making. What I'm hearing is that you... Uh, had experiences that informed your decisions moment to moment and that you make decisions about your future and about your dreams based off of that. Um, and I, I, it, I'm not saying that just because the higher power isn't required doesn't mean it doesn't enhance the process. Mm-hmm. But I'm asking what those enhancements are, I guess, and how it's how your experience and your decision-making process and your success in terms of fulfilling your future dreams is enhanced by the addition of a higher power. Um, I think it's like synchronicities come up. So being like calling things in, having like manifestations. So like having the call to like, or like ask and like asking for guidance. So it's like, let's say, for example, just recently I typed out my brick and mortar idea for the cafe and um went hardcore a little too hardcore but i went hardcore and um it's gonna benefit me in the future to have it but um and i like wrote out all the people that we need like all the types of titles job titles we would need for brick and mortar to work you mean to build the store or to um, to run the store to run it so this is your your team your yeah. like, management team exactly that you would need. Yeah, like to employees, cleaning, to to marketing, to accounting, all that jazz, right? I made every single one of those. I don't know who's going to be in those spots. And so it's so far in the future that I just like, I looked at that. I was like, I have no control over any of this right now. This is like, this is way, this is so far out there. Like I mm-hmm. need to just like leave it. And trust that the people that are supposed to come in for those positions are going to start trickling in um, as I work on the present moment and take those baby steps towards it. And um, so I asked, though, I like did like a prayer and I asked that like the people that are meant to come into these positions, may they be like truly passionate about what they do and it be something that they actually like really feel called to do and not it's not something that they feel like they're just doing for you know they have to or whatever and I like ask for those certain people and I um I did that and so 
for me, I guess it's more like a, a general faith that now that I've put that out there, that the universe is going to start building that and help helping helping call those people in and attract those types of people to our business. Um, and, and it, like, let's say, like, there's somebody that, that, that doesn't even live here. Let's say there's somebody, like, in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And they, like, not even a year from now are, like, stuff happens in their life and they just, like, end up in Bellingham. And then they see Earthlight through, like, I don't know, a post or a share or whatever, like, it may be. And they they typically wouldn't even look at that type of stuff. <clears throat> but they're, they see the name and it just, like, feels right in their body. They're like, whoa, what is that? That's so interesting. Huh. And then, like, they come in and they figure out, oh, there's, like, this perfect position that I've been looking for that I feel in alignment with and I feel um, in calling with. So that, to me, is a synchronicity that I had a play in as, like, making the action towards, like, my future dreams and goals. Um, But the thing is, is maybe that person that comes in can actually, like, enhance and make my idea even bigger and grander than I thought. Uh, okay. I, I, I need to understand this. So I'm going to kind of try to reduce it into things that I can understand. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. No, I, I think you were speaking very clearly and I think I got okay. the gist, but I don't want to okay. move on without fully understanding what you were saying. Yeah. So like, uh, I, putting it again in terms that I, f- I can fully grasp Okay. If I order a pizza, okay. yeah, <laughs> and I Are pray, you hungry? and I pray, yes, I'm a little hungry. Um, uh, six coffees are on the agenda for today, so I think I'll be good for that. That's All you need to eat is coffee. Gross. It's just enhanced water is what coffee is. Um, anyway, back to the pizza. Back to the important. <laughs> yeah, very important. Um, okay, so if I pray and I'm like, you know, I really want the right employees to make my pizza. I really want them to come together and make this thing the best way they know how. I want this to be the best stuffed crust all meat pizza that, you know, the pizza mint has ever put out. <laughs> so, you know, I I pray about it and through synchronicity, you know, an employee that wasn't supposed to show up to work said, "You know what? I feel like I can come in today. I feel like I'm in a good place to work." And they come in and they happen to be the best person at stuffing that crust. <laughs> they can put so much cheese in there, you wouldn't believe it's all oozy. <laughs> and when you pull it away from the pizza, mm-hmm. it like stretches. Yeah. And you wind it up and like put it back on the pizza. And, oh my like, god. Anyway, I got carried away. <laughs> well, my point is that the synchronicity there. Yeah. It's it's a similar process. But my my question is, couldn't I have decided to order a pizza um, and before I do that, make sure that I know this is a good pizza place I'm ordering from? Couldn't mm-hmm. I look up reviews and they mm-hmm. say, you know, great employees work every Thursday. If you're going to order a pizza, order on Thursday. Mm-hmm. You know, if I look up reviews for that, if I sort of enhance the process by looking into it myself yeah. and by... Um, you know, picking the right pizza place, the right type of pizza, what they do best at that pizza mint. Yeah. (laughs) 
That's my new favorite word. I like that. Um, isn't that the same thing? I guess a higher power, to me, uh, if there is a higher power, right, let's say that there is, mm-hmm. and I ask them about this pizza, it seems really absurd to me that something on that scale would be so concerned with the minutia, because a pizza would be the same as a brick and mortar store to them, mm-hmm. if both things were just as important. Because mm-hmm. if my dream is to have that perfect pizza at the same level that your dream is to open your place, mm-hmm. um, how would that be any different? And why would a higher power make that process better than me making concentrated efforts to to have the same result? So I think that you nailed it on the head there. It's, it is an intention. It is the, ten- the intention behind your dream. Um, so if you really <laughs> wanted a stuffed crust pizza to the level that I feel that this dream of this brick and mortar is happening, um, sorry, I was just thinking about that, <laughs> the intensity feeling. Um, yeah. pizza is important. <laughs> um, then... Yeah, I absolutely believe that there is going to be, like, some divine guidance behind that. Um, so you think- it's through the energy that you're putting out. So if I, if, 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 if I was trying for this dream of this brick and mortar and it was coming from the intention of just, like, just, like, a, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I think I'll do that. But I didn't really put any of my own physical effort in. And, like, I didn't, like, do much. Um, and I just kind of was haphazard about it. That is not going to have the same energy or, you're going to love this, vibration uh, coming from my essence than... It is, or maybe I'm coming from a selfish re- I'm, I only want that because I want to make lots of money. I want all the money and I want it all for myself. And okay, if I help people, whatever, that's fine. Like, but I, I just want it pretty much for the money. Like that is coming from a different place and is not going to be as divinely guided as if I come from a place of like just we I call it in my spirituality the heart place the heart space so why does that matter so like though? for you <laughs> if you came with the pizza yeah. and you're like I just like please like this I feel so like so joyous like my heart is so open for this like amazing pizza to be made i want them to enjoy making that pizza as much as i enjoy eating that pizza and i just Oh, that like just the idea of this whole entire situation just just like makes me feel like I could jump up and down, just feel in, in love almost with the situation, right? Yeah. Um, You're describing my typical experience with pizza. Please go on. <laughs> so in that state, you are calling for everyone to be in their heart space, like everyone to be in love with this. So, but my... my... And in love, in that energy, that sends farther out. And that attracts the divine to be in, like, 
in in support of your if I, your 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 stuff. If I help the person that gets hit by a car, though, does it really matter to that person whether I'm doing it because I was divinely guided or whether I'm doing it because I genuinely want to help? Whether I'm doing it because I hope that they'll give me money? Um, does my motivation matter at the end of the day when it comes to looking at how that process works? At the end of the day, yes. In the moment, it may not look any different. But what is that? the follow-up, the yeah. follow-through. What is the difference? So yeah. the difference is like the reaction or the ripple effect. So like if you had helped a person for reasons like you just want to get a reward for helping the person uh, that got hurt. And you, you care about nothing else. You just want, like, to get the reward. You want some money, let's say. Like, it's like, well, I, I helped you, so obviously you need to give me something. Um, that is going to cause stress in that other person's life. That's going to cause a ripple effect that is probably not going to get you that money. And there's also going to be some crazy other suffering that happens for both parties. Um, whereas if you would have come into that with the aspect of, holy crap, you need help. And I've seen this happen. Like I've seen this happen. I, 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 I really would want to be a service to you and, and help you. And there's literally no other reason other than that. Um, that's going to come from a, a state of selfish selflessness that is genuine and caring and everything of that manner. And in turn, that person can, you know, feel that or like experience that and be like, you were so great. Like, thank you so much. You saved my life or whatever may have happened. And in turn, they may reward you in some way or the other. And, and then, or maybe you've become friends and it's become this bond that, like, you would have never had if you didn't, like, genuinely care to help that person. Um, and then the friendship develops into something else. And then it's, like, this chain reaction of, like, really beautiful, awesome, rewarding things in your life. Okay. So you're saying you will, when you act in alignment with um, divine influence, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Okay. you are allowing for that extra process to happen. You're allowing for the ripple effect. You're mm-hmm. giving that an opportunity yeah. to happen. Yeah. Even if it doesn't necessarily happen. No, yeah. Okay. I just thought I would make sure that I understood you correctly. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a lot to chew on. Okay. And I think that we could probably keep going on talking about this for hours and hours more uh but you know are you wanting to close this uh, down i I was trying to find a way to wind it Uh, (laughs) we've hit about an hour and i feel like i have we have a lot more hours that we could talk about this but uh you know we're gonna just leave you guys we're gonna parse that out (laughs) with a cliffhanger okay um Maybe we can talk about this next time, too. We could, yeah. And I want to continue talking about this with you on and off the podcast. It's Mm -hmm. something that we talk about a lot. Yeah. Like, pretty frequently. Yeah. Um, And we both have very different opinions on it. uh, If you couldn't tell. 
If if you couldn't, <laughs> if you couldn't see that, I do get distracted by pizza, but I promise I'll try to minimize that. And you know, if you prefer the pizza, you know, maybe uh, maybe send us an email about it. I think that it's. I know you were joking, but I do think that it's good that you bring those analogies in because there are people that think like you, and it probably <laughs> does help them yeah. as well food-based so, like, metaphors help with a lot of things i mean why not the world would be better if everything was a food-based metaphor in your opinion yes yeah. no <laughs> no don't qualify that <laughs> no everything would be better can you imagine if two if we had presidents the last thing i swear if we had presidents um that they ran on campaigns of different types of food you know, and depending on which president you chose, they would have a major discount. I lost the metaphor. I was going to say, like, what if presidents only use food-based metaphors? But then I thought about how cool it would be if each president sort of had, had like, a major effect on fast food. So there was a jack-in-the-box president, a jack-in-the-box oh party, and a Pizza Hut party. And, uh, you know, you got discounts based on which one you voted for. I feel like that's where we're headed in America. I feel like it can happen. Uh, I don't want that. It can happen. Can it's I not have that version? I am feeling some divine influence here <laughs> that is guiding me towards making that dream happen. You know Vote what? Vote for Brian. Okay. 2023. 20. Really? Are we already there? No, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I was going to say. Holy crap. <laughs> it doesn't need to make sense, though. Okay, I'll, sure. I will take my assume my place as your president. <laughs> If you send me fast food. I lost what I was saying. Wow. (laughs) Okay. And he's gone. (laughs) We've lost it. Well, thank you so much for coming. Uh, I just want to remind you all again that um, please like and subscribe and comment on to our um, stuff. Whatever platform you're on. I don't know what they use. But just, you know, include us in your life. And put us on your favorites list. I mean, that's really what I'm asking. Or not. Um, no, do that. No, oh. I want that. <laughs> yeah. See, that's a sel- that's selfish. It's like, I want that. Do that for me. Um, anyways, no. Uh, I really enjoy if, if anybody's listening to this. Thanks for listening. And um, if you do have any questions or you, you want to put some input into what we're talking about, we love hearing for, from you and just come from a place of kindness, of course, so we're probably not going to respond. Um, and uh, you can do that at freewritebriansienna at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, I really hope you contact yeah. us. So uh, I want to thank Steve Combs for A New Rock, which is our theme. That's the track. You can find it on Free Music Archives. It's good. I like it. The whole thing is good. It's like uh, he's got a whole library on there. And sometimes we use A Loop to Kill For as our... um, I don't think we will be using that in this episode, but we've used it before in previous ones. We'll probably use it again, depending Depending. on if our cats decide to do anything really drastic and (laughs) like chew through the microphone cord or something, and I have to edit that out. You may hear like a little... A little bouncy middle, <laughs> you know, carry over to the next segment of us talking. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Hope Thanks. you have a good rest of your week, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.